Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and in this episode, I want to tell you about an E46 BMW 3 Series Coupe that's both fun to drive and surprisingly affordable to buy if you can find one or the right one. And in a moment, I'll try to steer you in the right direction to find this elusive, affordable 3 Series Coupe. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. So recently I was cruising through my local Craigslist here in the Pacific Northwest, and I came across a really nice-looking E46 series BMW Coupe. You know, not an uncommon thing. They made a lot of them. And the E46 3 Series BMWs were the ones available from model years 1999 through 2005 here in the U.S. Now, this particular model was a 2000 model year car. It had a silver exterior and a black leather interior. It had sports seats. It had the sports suspension and all the typical sort of 3 Series good stuff like BMW's silky smooth inline six-cylinder engine and a five-speed manual transmission. But what really caught my eye was the number designation of this particular car. It was the 323CI. This was the base but not basic 3 Series that was a one-year-only model before it was replaced by the 325i introduced in 2001. So why do I think this car is special? Well, sometime in late spring, or maybe it was early summer of the year 2000, I was invited to a BMW ride and drive event in Portland, Oregon, and being someone who loves cars, especially ones that are fun to drive, I didn't hesitate to say yes. I mean, I get to go drive brand new BMWs on the road? Okay, yeah, absolutely, I'm in. Now, these events allowed people to try out new BMWs on a pre-planned driving route over public roads, and you can sign up to drive three different cars, but if you were willing to block off your entire day and be patient, you could drive the entire lineup. Now, knowing this, I took the day off from work and I signed up first thing in the morning to drive some of the, you know, so-called more desirable cars available that year. That included the M Coupe, a 750i sedan, and the 540i sedan. They had those cars available. So I signed up for those in the morning. I think I started at 8.30. Each drive is about 20, 25 minutes. So by 10 o'clock, I was basically done driving all the cars that I'd signed up for. Now, after driving those, I simply waited until a car I hadn't driven would be sitting idle before asking if some scheduled driver didn't show up. You know, I'd walk over to the people at the counter and say, hey, is anybody driving that, you know, 3 Series over there? And sure enough, it's always somebody who doesn't show. So I get to drive the car. I get to take their slot. They had a 328i, they had a 323ci, and they had a 323it for touring, which was the wagon version of the 323i. Anyway, I got to drive all three of those at least twice. I think I drove the wagon three times, and then I drove some other cars several times. So I kept driving cars till like 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I think basically until I got hungry. Anyway, outside of the M Coupe, I gotta say, the 3 Series cars were the most fun to drive of all the cars that day. The M Coupe being the exception. I drove the 328i first, and that particular car had a great engine, lots of power. It did have the automatic transmission, the 5-speed automatic. In fact, 
all of the three series cars had the automatic, so I didn't get to drive a manual that day. But you know, the automatic actually matched up well with the car, so I was fine with that. But the 328i was first. Then after that, I drove the 323ci. That's the car I'm talking about today, the one I've saw on Craigslist. Uh, the only difference being, again, it was a five-speed manual, and it didn't have a sport package. So the final car of those three series that I drove was the 323IT, the wagon, and it did have the sport package. And I got to say, that particular package separated that car from the other two three series cars. Even though it had less horsepower, it had 170 horsepower versus I think 193 for the 328i. It was really a level above in terms of handling and how enjoyable the car was to drive. Now, fast forward 23 years, and I see another 323ci with a sport package, and I'm thinking, okay, this is the same car. The difference is it has the five-speed manual. So what is it that makes the 323ci so special? Well, the 2000 BMW 323ci is from a long line of stylish and well-built 3-series coupes that have stood the test of time. With its sleek design, it's got a smooth-running six-cylinder engine and luxurious yet sporty interior, this model continues to be a popular choice for used car enthusiasts today. It's a car that's still really popular. So let's go deeper into the specs and explore what makes it an attractive option as a used car, starting with what's under the hood. Now, if you compare the 2000 BMW 323ci engine's horsepower to the same year 328i, you might come away a little bit disappointed. That's because the 328i's 2.8 liter inline six-cylinder made 193 horsepower and 206 pound-feet of torque, compared with 170 horsepower and 181 pound-feet of torque from the 2.5 liter inline six engine in the 323ci. Now, that said, MotorWeek did a road test of a new 323CI back in 2000, and that particular car went from 0 to 60 miles per hour in a time of 6.5 seconds, which was actually two-tenths of a second quicker than the more powerful but slightly heavier 328i sedan they tested a year before. And with a quarter mile time of 15 seconds flat at 93 miles per hour, the 323CI was pretty quick for cars of that era. And personally, I still find that level of performance entertaining today, especially when paired with the five-speed manual that provided engaging and precise gear changes. Now, for those who prefer an automatic transmission, a five-speed Steptronic automatic transmission was also available. And in the cars I drove at that ride-and-drive event, like I mentioned earlier, I found the automatic to be pretty well suited to the characteristics of the inline six-cylinder in both the 328i and its 323ci and IT siblings. So... Really, it's not a penalty box. I always recommend a manual, but, you know, if you need the automatic, this one's not a bad one. So definitely go for it if that's what you want. Now, when it comes to acceleration, handling, and braking, like all E46 3 Series cars, the driving dynamics of the 323CI are exceptional. Now, for example, in that MotorWeek test, braking was superb with short, consistent stops of 105 feet from 60 miles an hour. I'll link to the MotorWeek video in the show notes, but when you see the car do the stop, the whole thing just sort of hunkers down and gives one little bounce at the end and just locks into place. And you look at it and you go, you can tell that that suspension and the braking is really well sorted. 
So 105 feet, very short from 60 miles per hour. Um, even with more modern tires, you might do a little bit better. Modern tires and maybe an upgraded brake pad set. Throw on some braided steel brake lines. Dot four fluid. I mean, it could be pretty exceptional braking. So I was impressed. Also, in my experience behind the wheel, the precise, nicely weighted hydraulic steering and well-tuned suspension of the E46 3 Series cars allows for confident handling and a reasonably comfortable ride that's typical of the analog driving experience BMWs of that era offered. So whether you're taking on tight corners or enjoying a leisurely drive, I think the BMW 323ci will provide a balanced blend of sportiness and refinement even today. But the 323CI with the sport package, like the car I found in Craigslist, delivers even more for enthusiastic drivers. The sport package features fully adjustable sport seats, a three-spoke sport steering wheel for the driver interface, and that combined with a firmer, better-damp sport suspension and larger diameter 17-inch wheels with low-profile performance tires works wonders at the tire contact patches to take handling of this 3-series to a level that's perfect for spirited driving without being punishing for the driver and passengers. Frankly, it's just the way I personally would set up a car if I had to do it myself from scratch. Let's say I bought a 323i that didn't have the sport package. If I could set it up the way their sport package worked from the factory, that's exactly how I would do it. Okay, so it goes, it stops, it handles well, but is it still something you'd be proud to own more than 20 years later? Well, yes. And that's because... The E46 generation of the BMW 3 Series has a timeless design. It's widely regarded as one of the best-looking BMW models of that era. I happen to think so. I'm not the only one. A lot of other people do. Its sleek and aerodynamic design has aged gracefully, and the classic BMW kidney grille, the distinctive headlights, and overall balanced proportions along with the coupe body style, contributes to its sporty appeal, making it into a head-turner on the road, even after two decades. Inside the cabin, the ergonomics are excellent with intuitive controls and a driver-centric cockpit that enhances the overall experience of driving a 3-series BMW. Control surfaces, stocks, and switches all provide a positive tactile feel during use, and the snug sport seats provide excellent support and comfort for both short commutes and long trips. And while the rear seats are best suited for maybe shorter adults or maybe shorter trips for bigger adults, the ample front seat space ensures a pleasant experience for the driver and passenger, making this coupe perfect for cross-country touring for two people. Now, in terms of features, the 323CI came equipped with amenities that were pretty typical of premium cars from the early 2000s. You got things like power windows, power mirrors, cruise control, automatic climate control, a premium audio system, and a sunroof. And while these features really don't match the technology found in modern cars, you know, for example, there's no Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, they still provide convenience and enhance the overall driving experience. So it's not a penalty box. It's a nice place to do the work of driving and having fun on a windy road. Now, like so many cars we talk about here, when they get to be 10 years old, 15, 20 years old, reliability becomes an issue. So first off, I just want to say these are not really unreliable cars. They do have a few things that you need to be aware of, but overall, they're pretty stout. They have some dumb little things that kind of related to plastics and rubber. And I'll get into that in a second. 
But if you find one that's been well cared for, had regular servicing, you know, address any potential issues promptly, the car is probably going to be in pretty good shape, even if it has some higher miles. And higher miles are going to be like 100,000, 120,000, that sort of thing. Okay, so let's dig into it. So the big one on so many BMWs is oil leaks. You're going to have oil leaks oftentimes on these cars on the oil filter housing, which is located on the front of the engine on the right-hand side as you're facing the motor. So I guess it would be on the driver's side. There's a housing that bolts up to the block of the engine, and that housing is sealed with a gasket. This is common on many German cars. I'm, I'm actually facing this right now on my Audi S4 wagon. I've got a leak at the oil cooling block. It's a little block that bolts up to the, uh, the engine, and the oil runs through it on one side, and coolant runs through it on the other side. It stabilizes and reduces the temperature, but it's got a gasket in there that, after 15 years, is now starting to drip. So I got to take it apart and replace it. The problem is it takes a little time to get to that part just to get it off. The gasket's like $1.50, $2. It's nothing. But, you know, the hours it takes to get there. And that's where German cars, and many cars, frankly, can become expensive for maintenance. So that is a particular issue you'll have to deal with. You want to make sure it's not leaking substantially from there. A few drips, not the end of the world, but you will eventually have to replace that gasket. Also, you have leaks that happen around the valve cover gasket. That's a pretty common place for these things to leak. That's pretty common on a lot of cars, by the way. Other types of leaks you want to be aware of, and this is, again, just general stuff. I don't want to go into deep detail. Uh, coolant leaks. The coolant system on these BMWs have a lot of plastic parts that, over time, over the you know many years of heating and cooling and heating and cooling, those heat cycles tend to like break down the plastic to the point where it can develop cracks. I had that issue on the BMW that I owned recently, which was actually not a BMW. It was a Mini Cooper, Mini Cooper S, made by BMW, which I guess it's a BMW. It says BMW under the hood. Anyway, I had some plastic parts in the cooling system that basically had just gone through too many heat cycles and they cracked. They're starting to leak. So you have to get to those and replace them. And it's probably a good idea when you get one of these cars to have it inspected. Well, you definitely want to have it inspected before you make the purchase, but have it inspected to make sure that those parts are in good working order. If they're not, I would replace them sort of in mass. There's several points in the cooling system where these little plastic fittings come together. And also the water pump itself has a plastic impeller. It's part of the pump that moves the coolant through the engine. The little veins in the impeller that spins and moves the coolant are actually plastic and they will break over time. Then you've got this you know, plastic part floating around in your cooling system. Bad idea. You want to replace that with either a factory or an aftermarket impeller that's made of metal that's going to last longer. Okay? So coolant leaks is an issue. That's the second thing. Number three, the crankcase ventilation system on these cars, it's kind of down underneath the intake manifold. It's a little bit hard to get to. That can have some issues, and it will throw a code that you'll pick up with the OBD2 scanner. You might see a check engine light come on. So that can be an issue. Um, what else? The front lower control arm bushings on the suspension, those wear out over time. It's a real common thing. It's typically a use and mileage thing. So cars over 100,000 miles, they may have been replaced, but you definitely want to check for that when you're doing your pre-purchase inspection. And another kind of annoying failure point that's inside the car are the window regulators that move the windows up and down. 
those can fail or start to go bad over time. There's a whole bunch of reasons for it, but at the end of the day, they just don't work properly. So the window might be going up and down really slowly, or it might make a weird noise, or it only goes up part way. It's not something that's going to leave you stranded, but nobody wants to have a window stuck in the down position on a rainy day, for example. So you want to get that checked out and get that fixed. So that, those are some problems that can go wrong in these cars. The good news is this is typical of many cars. When you put mileage on a car, some of the problem areas start to crop up. These are not unusual. So don't think that the E46 BMWs are bad cars. They are are a little bit more expensive to maintain because they're German. The parts are more expensive. They're no tougher to maintain. It just, you know, you got to do the work yourself if you want to save money or you have to pay the mechanic to dig into it. But the really good news is the E46 generation has a strong following among BMW enthusiasts, which means there's an active community of owners and resources available online that can provide you with helpful advice when you need to find out about you know, maintenance tips or finding aftermarket upgrades. Additionally, being a popular model, parts and maintenance services for the 323CI are generally readily available through online retailers and through your local parts shops. So, so that's going to make ownership more convenient, more affordable. You don't have to worry about getting parts for these cars. It's going to be easy to get parts if you need something. And it's going to be relatively easy to get advice and help online through forums and that sort of thing. So if that's a concern, you don't need to be worried. All right, so let's talk a little bit about pricing. So the 323CI Coupe is typically a lot less expensive on the used car market compared to its more popular siblings like, well, certainly like an M3 Coupe, okay, or even the more powerful 328i and the later 330i variants of the E46 3 Series. But that is what makes the 323CI such a bargain. That's why I'm talking about it here on Better Than New. Now, in a recent nationwide search using autotempest.com, I didn't really find too many 323CI coupes available. There are a lot more convertibles, 323, I guess they call it CI for the convertible as well. But I did come across a few with pricing ranging from about $5,000, maybe $5,500 on the low end, up to and over $11,000 on the high end. Now, can you find decent examples for less than $5,500? Well, possibly, but I wouldn't expect to find good examples for much less than that, unless you're A, incredibly lucky, or B, you know the owner and they give you a friends and family discount. I would expect to pay more in the seven dollars to $9,000 range, maybe right around $8,000, right? Now, what about that $11,000 price? Will you have to pay more for a good one? Well, a recent sale on Bring a Trailer of a 323CI that had 57,000 miles came in at $11,300 for what was a very nice car. Now, it didn't have the sport package, like the one I was telling you about on Craigslist locally here in the Seattle area, but it was still a really nice car and probably, you know, it's like half the mileage because the one here in Seattle has 119,000, 120,000 miles, I think. Now, most 323CIs will have more miles than 57,000, of course, so I think that's, you know, near the top. But for comparison, if you're looking at E46s and the most expensive ones you could get, on the same day on Bring a Trailer, an E46 M3, which is the you know top-of-the-line, fast sports car version of the car, sold for more than $40,000.
Now, I got to ask, do you think a 323CI with a manual transmission and a sport package is one quarter as fun as an M3 or vice versa? Do you think the M3 is four times as fun as a 323CI? Well, if you're asking me that question, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. Now, if people were just handing them out for free, would you like a BMW M3 or would you like a 323CI? Well, I'm taking the M3, duh, of course, right? But for $40,000, or actually a little bit more than that, you know, that's a lot of money. And if you can spend, well, in the case of the one that's here in Seattle, $8,000, $8,500-ish, right? You're going to be a much happier camper because you've got now about $32,000 left over to do with whatever you want. Do you want to go take a vacation? Do you want to go, you know, pay for a couple of years of college? Maybe a year, depending on where you go. Uh, you know, who knows what you can do with it, but $30,000 is a lot of money. And you can still have fun with a car you can drive, right? That 323CI here in the Seattle area, the asking price is $89.95. I've seen it advertised on Auto Trader for $79.95. This car's been for sale for a while. At least a month, maybe more. So if it's still up, if you go look, you might be able to make a great deal on it. Call the dealer up and say, hey, I'm, I'm in Virginia, but I'll, I'll offer you 7500 See what they say. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. So, you know, give it a shot. But I think it's a really great car, especially with the sport package, especially with the manual transmission. And the car seems to be just, you know, from photos, I didn't see it in person, but the car seems to be a decent example. Now, you would want to have it checked by a mechanic, do a pre-purchase inspection. That's your insurance, right? You want to do that. But if the car checks out, I think it might be worth the money. Okay, so in summary, any E46 3 Series BMW kept in good condition is a sought-after used car due to its strong performance, excellent handling, and enduring enthusiast appeal. And the model year 2000 BMW 323CI represents an outstanding bargain under that E46 3 Series umbrella. It has the same stylish exterior design, the engaging driving dynamics, and well-appointed interior that make all 3 Series cars of that era great. But the 323CI just does it for a lower price, and in some cases, a much lower price than most of its siblings. Also, being able to experience BMW's E46 3 Series on a budget is what makes the 323CI, with the sport package and a manual transmission, an attractive choice as my focus car this week on the Better Than New podcast. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like what you just heard, please subscribe and follow this podcast and tell your friends who might enjoy this podcast too, so I can keep bringing you reviews of cool used cars, trucks, and SUVs available at a price you'll love. Also, coming up soon, I'll have an episode on the versatile box that it came in Honda Element, as well as an interview with a paintless dent removal specialist I've used to repair dents and dings on my own cars, who will tell us how he saves customers money with his Jedi-level metal shaping tools and techniques. So be sure to catch that episode when it drops in the next week or two. And until next time, I'm Gary Crenshaw, this is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.